AI just came out, people are asking themselves, what can I solve with AI? I don't think that's the way you should go about it. Hey everyone, welcome back to Back of the Envelope. Um, this is a really big episode for us because I realize that not many of you have been here for uh, the past year, but yes, this is the one year anniversary of this podcast, originally called Teen Finance, somewhat recently switched to Back of the Envelope, but uh, yeah, I mean, big big moment for Maceo and I, you know, this is uh, yeah. an idea that was slowly crafted over, or not slowly crafted, it was rather rather quickly crafted over a couple of gym sessions, uh, pitched back <laughs> yeah. and forth, and then we just got into it. Um, yeah, I congratulations to us, I guess, for uh, sticking with it for a year. So uh, big round of applause. Um, kind of fitting. Last episode, thank you guys all for the support. If there are any new viewers here from the last episode that we did on management consulting and investment banking, welcome. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for all the the great feedback and everything. Today, um, we are going to be doing the first episode of a new mini series, which is going to be all about starting your first business. So we realize that a lot of people who listen to this podcast, if not the vast majority, are really into business and everything. And one of the most rewarding and educating business experiences can be starting one of your own. So that's what we're going to be doing. And this first episode, we're going to talk about all of the early steps. So evaluating whether starting a business is the right move for you, and then evaluating your business ideas and seeing if they're actually going to be successful. So a um, little bit of background for those who don't know, um, Maceo and I both have a bit of experience with small businesses and startups. My first one was, or still is, I still run it, Sam Crane Media. So I do local, um, I, do, I do media, so photography, videography for local businesses, events, sports, uh, weddings, anything like that. Um, but more recently, I guess after that, there was a, a short-lived startup that never really made it out of like early seed stage. Um, but definitely got some experience with that. That was in uh, the fintech area. And then more recently working on my company, Chimp Typhoon. That's definitely my biggest focus now. We are a uh, app developer in B2B uh, dev shop. And then also working on a nonprofit that's doing, um, we were providing CS education to underprivileged students in Venezuela. So throughout all of that, I've gotten a bit of experience uh and maceo also what, what what have you done <laughs> yeah well um my list isn't that long but i think first as it stands for both of us is the the podcast oh totally been, i forgot that one rocking with, <laughs> rocking with this for a year now we've put in you know a fair amount of time um but beyond that my other stuff i mean i've had a few startups like through middle school also done with sam like our did some theme pages, tried to become a media company. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sam stuck with it more than me. <laughs> um, I've been an intern at a startup for half a year now. And um, I'm starting another company now called Carology. I'll announce it here. Carology Auto Spa. Yeah, there you go. Detailing service for service in the Santa Cruz area. So, Hey, if anyone remembers Carology from the older episodes, <laughs> you're a real one. But um, not exactly what uh, the Carology idea was, but 
Mateo's taking the name. I, I'm I'm betting on Carology becoming huge. So um, a big part of the series will be Maceo will be following our own advice as closely as he can and executing it in this new business that he's building along the way. So it'll be like a tutorial that we also follow real time. So you'll be able to get a, if you just want to follow along on the journey, there'll be a real, uh, real, a real life example to, to be able to look yeah, at. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. And, um, if our advice sucks, my company will fail. And exactly. if it doesn't, then I, I will prosper. I mean, I feel like this is the best test to kind of show what will happen if you follow this, right? Yeah. All right. Um, we're ready to jump into it. So like I said, in this first episode, we're really going to be um, doing the going through the early stages. So evaluating whether or not you're the person, your type of person who should start a business. And if your idea is one worth exploring. So without further ado, Maceo, what do you think is the ideal type of person who should go and start their own business? It needs to be a person who's need to be driven. Yes. They need to be absolutely. like business minded. They they need to like fully be able to commit to something. Yeah. I feel like that's one of the biggest things about even starting a business. You could, you know, I mean like not be a I like Okay, I lost my train of thought here. But you cannot be very entrepreneurial, but as long as you can stick to it, you know, you'll still be able to build something up over time. You know, you definitely need to like be a person who can take initiative too. Like Yes. You need to just like kind of get in there and go with your thing and you know, be like a proper leader as well. Yeah. I think one of the things you said, you said like resilience, right? I think being able to yeah. just keep going is huge and being able to yeah, I guess the order to say it in would be one, to take initiative. So being yeah. able to do that and then having resilience to to st- stick with it. I think those are the two most um, important things when it comes to starting a business. I like what you said. You don't need to be the most business-minded. That can be learned. But these certain intrinsic traits, I think, are very, very important. Um, and I mean, I think they can be learned too. I think it's something that you could get better at when you're running your yeah, first business. Can. But you really, at the end of the day, you want to be someone who can stick with things and doesn't need to be told to do stuff because when you're running your own business your boss is you you don't you don't have a you don't have yeah. anyone <laughs> laying out the roadmap of what to do in front of you it's all on you being able to be the type of person who can find the next move find something that needs to be done and execute on it so and one more i want to throw on there for the type of person that should start a business is it helps to have a little bit of confidence in yourself and in the way that you uh, display yourself to others, especially if you're working in something like a, if you're running a small business, for example, something that's service-based, anytime you're interacting with um, customers, having a little bit of that confidence is going to go a long way. Um, I don't think anyone who isn't confident is even thinking about uh, starting a business. I think if you're listening to this episode and interested in starting your business, you obviously have a little bit of confidence inside of you to even have a, 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 a have a little bit of hope that you can execute on this. So um, yeah, good on you for being here, I guess. Um, <laughs> all right. So moving into the next thing, why should someone want to start a business, a small business or a startup? So I think I was originally going to say that you shouldn't start one just for the sake of doing so. However, I think that if your if your goal is to gain experience 
I don't necessarily think that's the end of the world. And if you really want to start a business, I, I think it's fine to actively think about ideas. Um, but like to think about like creating an idea that that's what we do on this podcast. And I think yeah, that's, that's why we're pretty, here. <laughs> some pretty decent, uh, some pretty decent ideas over this, this past year, but really you're going to do better if the idea comes to you first and then the thought of turning it into a business comes after. So, um, I'm say so I've seen our lighting change completely because the sun's going down. Yeah, it's dude, gotten it's so because much the sun darker. is like slowly <laughs> setting. We have like um, ten minutes before we're in darkness. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, really, you if when you're why you should start a business, you should have either a new revelation with an idea or an important skill set that is uniquely suited to to solving a certain problem. Anything you want to add on, Maseo? Yeah. I would just like to add on to your first point, you know, like you're saying you shouldn't just start one just for like the sake of doing so, mm-hmm. or you kind of said against that, but like, I agree with what you're saying. I think you have to be doing it for the right reasons though. Like mm-hmm. you shouldn't just be doing it because you feel maybe pressured into doing it. Yeah. Or like, you know, like you have to do something that you have to like truly want to. So speaking from experience, I think maybe, I don't know, two, three years ago, when I was first getting into this whole business thing, I'm like, dude, I need to start a business. I need to be like running a business. That's like my whole dream is just to have some sort of business that I can run. And the thing I'll say to that is just let it cook. <laughs> okay. It sounds yeah, it's so you, true. like at least for both of us, I, this, I, this is extremely anecdotal evidence, but it just came to us naturally. We just, we chilled, we focused on our school and stuff. And if you have that, early entrepreneurial mind thinking that you want to start something of your own the ideas will come to you eventually let it cook don't worry about it you will get an idea that you want to run with for me it was so natural moving into high school and i made one video for the football team and then after that the idea of oh i should turn this into my first small business it, it happened like that um it will come to you naturally let it cook <laughs> that's, what I, that's what i would say um, i agree all right, we've talked about this. We've mentioned this just in the past couple minutes, but a small business versus a startup, what's the difference? Maseo, what is the difference between a small business and a startup? Okay, so a small business would most likely be something that is doing like a like a service, you know? Like an example, that would be carology, which yeah. is, you know, car detailing, which that's, that's a service-based industry, you know? And an example of a startup would most likely be something selling a product, right? Like example of Chim Typhoon would be the an app, right? You're selling an app or yes. some in-app purchase. That'd be an example of a startup. Yeah. So that's a broad but very good rule. Very broad. <laughs> it's broad. There can be there can be startups that kind of mesh with that that service idea and uh and definitely small businesses that um, you know, Go, there's a small businesses selling products is is totally a thing i'd say it's even more small businesses can do products or services startups really may really only do products yeah. because when you think about it startups um you're it's it's an early stage business that's betting that it's going to grow a lot you know where it's a unicorn yeah. it's you're buying a ticket on the rocket ship you can't it's hard to scale a service based um, business like with Sam Crane Media, 
I am Sam Crane. Sam Crane can only make so many videos in a day. You know, it's hard <laughs> yeah. to scale that to a, to a certain, uh, past a certain point. Sure, you can like hire out people, but you don't have that explosive growth potential that you do with something like selling a product. So with a startup, selling a software product, also more explosive growth. Obviously, startups can exist in the hardware space too, Apple, anything like that. But especially if you're selling a software product, your growth potential and therefore your categorization into that startup space is a lot higher. So um, the startups I'm running, Maceo said, Chimp Typhoon, and then also I have like past experience that I'll talk about later. So um, what it's like running both. I think figuring out which space that you want to break into and uh, what it's going to be like in each space is important. So small business, I think everyone should try starting at least once. It's such a valuable experience. And if you don't like it, you can shut it down. But as, as a small business owner, you'll be more involved with your customers. I think that's fair to say, right? Because yeah, at definitely. least for me, like, I mean, you're, I'm interacting with my clients every time we're working on a project, texting back and forth, things like that. Um, I think startups and small businesses, you're both of them, you're very heavily involved in. Um, but from my personal experience, the startup, you kind of, you you live and breathe it a little bit more just because oftentimes it, maybe it's a little bit more of an exciting idea. Um, and then the small business, you can kind of like separate your work from your life. But again, you'll be having those customer interactions a lot. But as a startup owner, um, it will quickly become your life. If It should. If it doesn't, then you probably don't like it enough. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's what I can say. What about you, Maceo? Yeah. I mean, I definitely agree, right? It just has to be something that Dude, you your room got so dark. Stick with. <laughs> you look like you're I know, it's so dark. <laughs> I need to turn the light on. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I agree. It just has to be something that you like, right? And that you can actually, like, commit to and spend yeah. your time doing. And if it's not any of those things, it's just not going to work. I think, just simply put, that's just kind of how it is. Yeah. But, yeah, again... As a small business owner, just get you're going to be dealing with people a lot. Um, the work is more like you're you're providing the service at the end of the day um, or you're hiring yeah. people to do so. So um, it's both of them. Yeah, again, the, the small business is going to be more community based. If you're really into your community, that's a great way to get involved. Um, the startup a little bit more, a bigger scope, you know, um, and I think they can both be exciting in um in their own ways but definitely the small business is a little bit more tame and that's like totally like <laughs> that's totally uh cool. that's totally fine you know some people like to have a more uh, chill laid back work environment compared to something that's high growth like a startup with that being said hold on alexa turn on lamp is that better wow. is that better or is it um yeah, I mean, there's not as many shadows anymore. Okay, cool. Um, I think better. So, finding an idea that's going to work. Not all ideas are good ideas. <laughs> I mean, I think that's 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 pretty uh, pretty obvious. Um, but and there are, there are rules that you can use, questions that you can ask yourself to figure out if your idea is a good one, or probably a good one, or a bad one. So I think the first thing you need to, to ask yourself is, is your 
business is your product or service solving a real problem. So this means that what you're providing, your, your, your whole business model, the product, the, the service, anything like that, it should be problem-driven, not solution-driven. So um, let's talk about a, an example of a really bad um, startup idea. I'm going to call out some, actually, like a, a couple of the, the bigger bubbles. But um, let's think of, Maceo, what are like the new technologies that have been popping up recently? Um, I mean, the biggest ones probably like AI. Right? Yeah. I don't know what else. Um, think, of, think of your back. Your back? Yeah. Crypto. There you NFTs, go. Okay. All that good stuff. In these past couple of years, we've lived through all of these new technologies come out. When crypto first came out, I was actually part of a early stage fintech startup. And what it was going to do was provide micro loans to um, countries in Latin America via crypto. And then you could get them the money faster or something. I say or something because this idea was shaky at its core. Um, right. The whole thing was that crypto just came out and I had some friends that really wanted to start a crypto company and they saw, hmm, this new technology came out. What can I solve with crypto? And that's where the problem lies. Same thing with AI. AI just came out. People are asking themselves, what can I solve with AI? I don't think that's the way you should go about it. You should be looking for a solution and saying, "What? how can I solve the solution? And if AI comes up, that's great. But And those are going to be the successful AI companies. But it shouldn't be the other way around. Because that's where you get like people adding like AI buzzwords to, you know, everything um, and businesses that could be run, products that could exist on a simpler scale without these new things. So really, you're looking for the problem first, the solution after. Be careful of those those solution solutions in search of a problem. Um, totally. So yeah, Maceo, any thoughts on that? Um, I mean, that makes total sense, right? Like, you know, there's a saying, like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. <laughs> or if yeah, broke, exactly. Fix it. That, that fully applies. Like, there's no point of really just, like, dumping out a product that's not really going to solve a problem. Yeah. And you're, you're, like, you're creating a problem just to solve it. And there's no there's no point in that. There's no You value. can do that once you're an existing monopoly like Apple or something. That's when yeah, you exactly. can create your problem and solve it. Yeah, before exactly. that, it's not going to work. Like um, like with the headphone jack on an iPhone, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> they, they took it away and they started selling adapters. Yeah. So, um, how big should these problems be? You're not trying to like, you're not saying, oh, um, world poverty, I'm, I'm going to go solve that. Obviously that's a little bit too big of a scale. You're looking for these niche problems that you can see have a, um, a straightforward solution that, that you see and maybe other people don't. So, um, I'm actually not going to use my, the startup I'm currently working on because I'm not going to. I'm going to save that to reveal to everyone. Um, but yeah, our problem, it's um, it's a relatively simple problem that we have all experienced. And the product that's going to fix it is something that we would use 
because uh, we think that it's, uh, I mean, yeah, it's like a simple, straightforward solution to the problem. Um, so other things this could be like, let's think, uh, let's think of like some existing businesses just off the cuff. Um, or like, like Maceo, let's talk about carology. Uh, I think you yeah, said right, auto spa, so. so it's obviously not a secret what you're going to do. People have <laughs> dirty cars um, and or dirty luxury call cars and don't have time or can't find a good um, uh, someone good to to clean them. You know, someone who's going to clean it with care. Yeah. That's where Carology Auto Spa comes in. They're going to be the go-to um, detailing auto spa service for luxury car owners. So there you go. That's a solution, a problem-driven product right there. I almost said solution-driven product. I didn't mean to throw you under the bus. They're trying to disrespect me. Whoa, whoa. All right. So um, another thing, when you're you're looking for an idea that has either worked for a lot of people, all right? So for a small business, this is what you're looking for because small businesses, you don't really need to worry too much about like global competition like the ideas can be redone because yeah obviously geography exists you know one person isn't going to dominate the whole thing because again the scalability problems so detailing services have worked forever it's a exactly. proven business Everywhere model in the world. um yeah. and maceo is going to start a business that does it here where we live in california um and then for a startup you're looking for an idea that no one or very few people have um, have thought of. So I say no one with caution because ideas that no one have ha- has you know executed on, the reason no one has executed on executed on it or I don't even know I can't even speak um, <laughs> is either because one, it's just such an amazing idea that no one has thought of and you've gotten extremely lucky or it's like a hard problem to solve, or you are uniquely cut out to solve the problem, or the other one is that the idea just sucks. And that's the reason no one has done it. Is because it's very it's possible. Like, be careful of the no one is doing this ideas because the reason no one is doing it, I mean, think about it. There are 8 billion people-ish living in this world. You have to think about what are the chances that no one has thought about this? Um, and, and is that the reason why, um, why you, have, you just have to look for those reasons why no one is doing it. And oftentimes it's because the idea sucks. Um, very few can be good. Having some competition isn't necessarily a bad thing because if there are people already existing in the space, that means that um, you know it, there, there is a, there is a there's a way that you can succeed. Other people have thought of this. Other people think it's a good idea, which probably means that there are people that would you know buy the the product or the service. So when you should start up uh, startup in that space is you see that you know the existing companies aren't doing it well and you think you could do it better because you have some unique insight or advantage that um, you could use or um, you know a new uh, technology has just come out that is going to change the space and this is a unique time to jump in um, Maceo that sound good right like sounds solid makes sense right I mean yeah, I mean, yeah, so I don't, I don't know how to elaborate on that, but it makes sense. <laughs> don't, dumb ideas might be dumb because, or <laughs> ideas no one are doing might not be done because they are dumb. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Um, so, what, what ideas uh, are, do you not want it to explore? So, um, an idea that has worked for no one, 
um, again, that kind of goes with like that. If no one has done it, it might have just not worked for anyone. But like a yeah. small business idea that has like worked for no one. What's an example? Like a I don't know. It's uh, kind of imp- it's kind of impossible to think of ideas that don't. It's work hard because well, like you're not going to hear about them. Exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly. You, you have to know someone. Yeah. Who had that situation. I don't know. I don't know. Selling. I, I don't. Um. <laughs> selling mud cakes <laughs> going and getting dirt and mixing it up and, and selling uh dude i made so many rocks in kindergarten actually the mud milkshake is a good business yeah yeah from kindergarten we can uh, <laughs> test um but something like that i don't know just like if an idea has worked for no one if people keep failing at it then uh you might not succeed unless again you have some sort of unique insight um yeah the other thing is an idea that has worked exceptionally well for one company i.e like there is a goliath in this industry you don't want to be the david going against that unless again you are just built different in some way and you have extreme confidence that you'll be able to pull this off but um if i want to go compete with google start a big search engine good luck because these big companies that are existing have lots of power in this space um so you can try to go compete against Goliath, but it's going to be uh, relatively difficult. Yeah. It's um, be like something really special to like truly take down a big company. Yeah. Or even like even be able to stand up next to them, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean like even be able to show your face. <laughs> starting the next like social media app, for example, if you want to build the next Instagram, that's where you have to look into these companies that already have an existing network. You're not going to get people to abandon the network unless there's a huge, you know, reason to do so. Threads, which just launched in direct competition to Twitter. The reason they can do that is one, because it's coming from an already big company, Meta, who runs Instagram, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. Um, the other reason is because people are frustrated with Twitter right now because or X, I guess I should call X. it. I guess they're, re- <laughs> they're rebranding just again, self-destruction by Elon. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, people were unhappy with Elon Musk's ownership of Twitter. Um, and that gave uh, threads a little bit more of a fighting chance. But again, if you've seen, even with those two special advantages to go take on this Goliath, um, even with people being frustrated at Musk and, and Meta already being a huge company, Threads daily active user usage is in the floor right now. It started off on a huge high with like 100 million users joining. Dapp is essentially dead on arrival. It's dead within a week, man. So even that should go to show that it's so difficult to take on these uh, big existing places that have networks and things like that. Yeah. But I guess there's also like an example of like an underdog coming out on top would be like, um, like be real, right? Yeah, yeah, that sure. wasn't that was made by just the group of I think they were college students. Yeah, but again, and, I mean, they had a unique product. It wasn't exactly yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's true. You know, it, it wasn't it wasn't too, um, it wasn't too s- similar to ex- existing ideas. So, um, you know, they were they were different enough to where uh, they could uh, differentiate themselves. All right, um, one thing that you should should look at is um is my business idea in a good space all right are are we in a good idea space so what does this mean it means is the general even though like my um even though my idea 
is is like specific solving a specific problem is the broader like industry a good place to be in because if you don't already know this is more for startups rather than small businesses i guess small businesses could yeah. fit in this area too but it's mainly I, no, I, yeah you could fit a small business into this whole idea of being in a good idea space but startups pivot i hope everyone knows that like a lot of the startups you know today were not like that initially so Look at Airbnb. One of the most successful startups came out of Y Combinator. Their initial, um, their their initial product, you know, air bed and breakfast, was literally um, a thing that would pop up every once in a while for um, conventions, and anyone who wanted to list their thing on 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 Airbnb, air bed and breakfast at the time, it wasn't abbreviated yet. Um, would need to literally have an airbed. You cannot rent out a. Ma- it had to be an airbed, <laughs> like so. That That's was funny. one of the requirements. And then this would only pop up for conventions. They take down the site for that certain area when the convention was over. Since then, they've obviously pivoted, um, but they were in a good idea space where they could pivot to um, slightly different ideas. They were in the um, hospitality industry, I guess. Or it's like hospitality, yeah. but it's also like a marketplace. So. Um, yeah. Another example, I mean, like for it, just examples of idea spaces in general, I mean, there's like healthcare, there's fintech, there's like for social media and stuff. So like Be Real could pivot to a different social media app if they wanted to. Like social media apps like change their space all the time. Um, but yeah, being in a good idea space that you know well and that you can pivot around is a good place to be. Um, Maseo, any input? Sorry, I'm just going here. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, it makes sense. Like, you don't you don't want to go jump into a market that's just not going to work, right? You don't want to be stranded if you need to pivot, essentially. You want to have multiple... Yeah, exactly. You want to have good places you can pivot to. Yeah, you, you just need to be, like, versatile, right? And you need to be prepared for something to go wrong. And you need to have, like, your escape plan. Yes. And, yeah, or else you just have no security. I mean, you could just fail and just fail, right? Yeah. That would suck. All right, um, we have two more things in this um, in this finding an idea that's going to work area. Um, one thing is that you should have founder market fit. Um, you've heard of product market fit. What is founder market fit? Are you or and your co-founders or whatever in a good place to be? Um, do you have a unique insight into this market? Are you a good fit for this market? So an example of what bad founder market fit would be it would be if i and if me and maseo wanted to go start a new company in the um biomedical space i don't know about you maseo i took bio in like ninth grade besides that i don't i went on a biotech like field trip i to make a video i wasn't even in the class like we know nothing about that space yeah, we are kids again we're not yeah. like doctors or anything we don't have degrees in in you know bioengineering or anything like that yeah. not a good founder market fit um what is good founder market fit i'm going to use my own company as an example so at chimp typhoon we are a company and all of our um co-founders are high schoolers we're three seniors and, and two juniors um the app that we are building our target market is high schoolers. That is good founder market fit because we know the market well. We are in the market, you could say. Um, we are going to know how to make a great product for high schoolers because we are high schoolers. Maceo, you have 
you for your new business, you have great founder market fit. Yeah, well, because I'm doing a car detailing business for luxury car owners and like car enthusiasts, which I would classify myself as both of those. I mean, I yeah, I have a a, a pretty luxury car, and I also like cars. I mean. I'm just making a product for people like me, right? That's kind of like the only way to really make like your passion. And your co-founder too, like. right? Yeah. And Brent as well. He has a nice car and he likes detailing cars. And he's. Yeah. I've known, I've known Maceo's co-founder for a while and legit, like when we would like years ago, when we would like, we're planning to hang out. He's like, "Oh, I I can't go yet. I have to clean my dad's car." Like his one of his chores <laughs> that he would do, like m- like every week would be he would like clean all the family's cars. Great person, yep. great great founder for a car detailing business. So, look for founder market fit. You are going to succeed in markets that you know well because one, you're going to be good at building a product or service for that area, and you know what the 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 target audience, the customer wants. Simple enough, yeah. right? It's it should be like this. Should stuff should be relatively obvious to you. Um, last thing is um, boring isn't bad. So boring ideas. Um, I think some of the best businesses are boring businesses. For example, um, thinking about uh, uh, some of the, I think some of the best and also most profitable profitable businesses are boring businesses. So. I listened to this podcast and one of the things they talked about was a business like a $30 million in, in revenue per year business that just sells egg cartons. Um, yeah. If you're a business nerd, this is like gold. Okay. If Otherwise, if you're not, you're like, what is this? But you can totally get interested in the day-to-day operations of a business like that. Um, something else like Intuit, one of the largest tech companies by revenue, I'm sure. Um their whole business was initially started, or I guess one of their main products is TurboTax. It's literally tax filing. When you think of boring things, is tax filing not like the first, like doing taxes, <laughs> not the first thing that comes up? Yeah. So building your whole startup around that. But obviously, um, the founders were able to find it interesting enough to build it into such a big company. So boring isn't necessarily bad. And another thing is boring keeps out people from wanting to start the business, which means less competition for you. All of the most interesting ideas, think like AI businesses now. Everyone wants to jump on that hype train, which means you have more competition. But the boring businesses, less competition and more room to succeed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cleaned it up there. I feel... You're, I wouldn't classify your business as a boring business, but it's definitely not the most exciting it's, thing. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty boring. <laughs> it's a pretty boring business. I okay, I I don't want to like call you out too hard. No, though, no, you, you can no. call it boring. I mean, like you can make it exciting, but like at face value, you're already washing a car. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> um, so yeah, boring. Boring isn't bad. So that's the end of the main things we want to talk about. But we wanted to leave it with something for our OG audience. I mean, originally this podcast is called Teen Finance. We are teens. Um, If we have people that are older than teens listening to us, that is fantastic. Um, Awesome. But (laughs) assuming that a lot of people listening to this podcast are teens, we wanted to say that there's no better time to start a business, in our opinions, than when you are a teen. The reasons for this. You 
have a roof over your head that is not contingent on your business succeeding. So the moment that you move out of your parents' house, all when you if you want to start a business, the risk just goes up exponentially because you need to provide for yourself. When you're a teen, you can work as little or as much on your uh, startup as you want, but hopefully you will stay housed. So uh, <laughs> I, just, I just need to leave some hopefully. in there, bro. I don't know. Um, like if you, I can work on this app and if it doesn't succeed, the worst thing that happens is that I gained a lot of great experience. And I think that's something that's like just so valuable at this age. Um, if Maceo, if your car detailing business goes bust, if all of a sudden no one want, if people just want dirty cars all of a sudden, and there's no there's no demand for your service, then then oh well, uh, you you got some some valuable experience running a business, and um, you can still go to college after, you know. So yeah, exactly. And I, I think that's that's huge. So the, the no risk is is probably the biggest thing. Um, another thing, lots of time, maybe <laughs> I say maybe because I, it, I, I don't know. High school gets busy. Yeah. Um, I can tell from experience with AP classes and stuff, it's going to get more difficult to run my startup as the school year goes through. But, um, compared to like a working adult, you likely have a lot of time. And if you're not a super sweaty, try hard in school, then you have more time. Uh, so, yeah, you just have you can actually execute on these ideas during like summer break. Also, even if you're working, unless you're working like, you know, an actual nine to five, which one of our friends actually is, like unless you're working like 40 hours a <laughs> yeah, week, even if true. you got plenty of time during summer break. So, um, yeah, you have time to build the business. And then the last thing, I, I was gonna say this is primarily for um, for small businesses, but I think it can also be for startups. Um, you get outside support from the adults in your community. So, I can tell you from experience when I was starting my media biz, my media business, um, the amount of people that wanted to just like support me starting something like this um, was huge, and it's a great way to get your initial customer base. Maceo. I'm sure you're going to get clients like that just in your neighborhood or something like that because there's a kid starting a business and they want to support, right? Yeah, exactly. That's like my whole starting business model, to be honest. Yeah. My first my first round of marketing is literally just that. Um, and with this outside support comes more forgiveness. When you are a teen... Definitely. Um, People, when when whenever you're selling a, a, a product or service, sure you might need to charge a little bit um, less or or whatever. But people are are buying your product or service knowing that they're they're you you aren't maybe as professional, which gives you more leeway to mess up. Which is um, yeah. when you're starting a bit a business for the first time, this is like really good compared to if you're 25 starting a business. People automatically will expect a little bit more from you. So getting those wrinkles out, like getting all the things that you're just going to mess up in your early days of, of, of running a business um, early when you're, you're a teen is, is good because people aren't going to be as harsh on you. Right? Yeah, definitely. Like if I was to go and maybe actually scratch someone's car, I bet my chance of forgiveness is like 90% higher to an adult. Yeah. 
I, I, I kind of believe that. I'm not going to try. I'm not going to test it. <laughs> Don't. Do, Carology does not scratch cars for any people listening never. in San Diego's County. Carology has never <laughs> scratched a car. This is strictly a hypothetical. Never. But in the situation, there would probably be some <laughs> forgiveness. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's it. That was the first episode of Building a Business 101. We'll see if we continue with that name I don't, I don't know if it's bad name let us know and we'll, we'll, we'll change this uh mini series to something else yeah. but um tell us please yeah if you're a teen go get out there um wait for that idea to come to you or don't but uh it, i think starting a business is extremely rewarding and you can learn so much from it it makes you highly employable the skills that you get from it everything um so that's that everyone market calendars for next week We'll be back. We hope you enjoyed this episode. All the new viewers, welcome again. Um, thanks for all the support. Um, say anything you, else you want to say. No, see you guys next week. Yeah, uh, it may or may not be another one of these, but we we have other stuff that we want to talk about. So, uh, yeah. Later. Peace out. Bye. Punch yep. the camera. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>